0: I
1: love
2: myself I love myself I love myself peace and love peace and love so we're here for another episode of the I love myself podcast I know how we start this off three reasons why I love myself I love myself because I'm grateful I love myself because I'm handsome and I love myself because I get to hang out with all of you so this is a very impromptu podcast like I literally just put this together at the last minute Because I posed a question in one of our Facebook groups. I said, if debt didn't exist, what would you be doing with your life? While I asked that question, I want to pause for a second and let you think on it. I want you to answer out loud after you tell yourself why you, why you love yourself three times. I'm gonna give it a few minutes and I'm also doing this to the people who are watching it live. We can get them a few minutes to come in the room. So we'll give them a few minutes. I want you to think on it. I'm going to ask the question again. If debt did not exist, think of all the debts in your life. If debt did not exist, what would you be doing with your life?
0: Think about it. Think about it.
2: everybody think about that all right so as we're as we're waiting here what I'm going to do is only oh, yeah, we just giving our Facebook audience a few more minutes. Think on your answer. I'ma drop another "I love myself,"
0: and we're gonna go from there. All right. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. So we're back. I'ma ask the question again.
2: If Diamond, Peace, and Love Z, I love both of y'all. I know I love both of y'all for real, for real. I can, give, I can give whole paragraphs why I love the both of you. But the answer, the question that we asked, and I think it's a very deep question, um, it was just something I was reflecting on heavily. I was just, I was talking to a family member and they were talking about um, debts, you know, because people know some, you know, uh, one of my line of work that I've been blessed to do um, is the Bureau bully. So, you know, what comes with that is family calls you all the time with all their problems as far as debt and credit is concerned. And they were complaining, which I understand. I am not. I hate when people get in positions or learn something and pretend like they've never been through it. I have, I, any level of empathy that I have is because I've been through what you're going through. And so the question I asked myself, I didn't ask them, because I felt like this would be insensitive, but I asked myself if that didn't exist, like, you know, it was a question I was asked, so I put in a Facebook group, one of our Facebook groups, and the answers I got were amazing. And, you know, I had to reflect heavily on that. But before I give my um, perspective, I wanna ask y'all, if debt did not exist, what would you be doing? So, for our audience who are listening on um, um, Apple Music and iHeart and things like that, and uh, our other places that we are—YouTube, Facebook—I want you to answer yourself. If you're with your family, answer out loud. If you're in, the, if you're in the live chat, answer in the live chat. Or you can come up here and answer. If debt did not exist, what would you be doing? I can tell you one thing: if debt didn't exist, the bureau bullies wouldn't exist. I could go i can just say that and to be honest a part of me wish the bureau willies never existed because what it had to exist on i didn't enjoy it's something that i really don't enjoy like it's not a work you know i enjoy meeting y'all i enjoy people saying i did something to change their life but i don't like the reason why i changed their life like when when a world becomes so crooked that minimal good changes lives something's not right and so i never shared that publicly you know, it's something I battle with myself with. Like, did you really do something that good or did you just do what needed to be done? And people praise you for doing something that needed to be done. You know, it's just, it's, a, it's a tough battle. I mean, you know, it's something I battle with and struggle with every single night. You know what I mean? The, the Bureausville is something that I least enjoy because because of what it's built on. It's built on, the, it's built on oppression. And if you know how hard it is to free yourself from an oppressed situation, imagine how hard it is to free others, to convince them that they're worth something. Right, so I'm gonna ask the question again. If debt did not exist, what would you be doing? I'm gonna play an I love myself one more time and i on. and I want your answer. So if you ain't scared to come up, jump in the chat and tell me you want to come up. Just notice
0: it's streaming everywhere. Let's go. I love, I, love I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. I love
1: myself.
0: I love myself. Who's coming up? Come on, let's get them
2: answers. If you're in the chat, answer. Call in. Let's go. I would say, like, you know, I'm not going to get into the law definition of debt, I'm not right, because a few people said debt doesn't exist. And I agree to an extent, but I'd be a raging hypocrite if I were to say it just didn't exist at all. Because there's so many people trapped by it, so it has to exist if people are trapped by it right now, there's a man in a, in a, in a jail cell saying jail doesn't exist if it didn't exist, why are you here. Right so. In, in in one way, I thank God for debt because I wouldn't have met all of you. In another way, I hate every bit of the work I do. But to not get off topic, some people say, well, I thought debt didn't exist. If that was true, then why do you have so many mothers working two or three jobs just to make ends meet, right? Why do you have so many fathers working two or three jobs just to make ends meet, right? now, There's a mother waiting at a bus stop in the blistering cold. Just to pay a credit card bill. Right now, there's a mother at a bus stop in the blistering cold, just to pay a car note so she can get her kids back and forth from school. And the heat probably even working the car. I'm just telling the story that we all know. So we can't sit up here and say debt doesn't exist, because that would be complete BS, and I'd be a raging hypocrite to say something like that, because I see too many people, especially mothers, struggling. Right now, there's a mother sleeping in her car because of debt. So we can't say it does not exist. But the question I posed was, if it didn't exist, what would you be doing? Would our conditions exist? Would the hood exist? Right? Would people still be committing suicide? And so I want to read some of the responses. So what I'm going to do is, I want to read some of the responses. I know one of the first responses we got, the sister said, she would be on a beat. No, no, no. That was like the second response. On well, the first response, she says she'd be growing herbs. Another says she'd be on a beach with her entire family. So if we actually look at debt, what debt is built on and predicated on is fear. Human beings, especially women, fear loss. Nobody wants to lose anything. Even things we don't own, we don't wanna lose. You think about your spouse, you don't own that person, but you don't want to lose them. Because what ha- what comes with loss is the unknown, right? Because you, you, when you have something long enough, you think you know it. Then when you lose it, you got to step into something you don't know. So what I'm getting at is what happens when we lose our fear of debt? As you come in, jump in the chat and drop the I love myself. So I'm gonna keep asking the question over and over again as we go through this segment. If debt did not exist, what would you be doing? America is built on debt. You know, like if you think about slavery, right? It didn't end, it physically ended but mentally, they may, their reign may last forever. What do I mean by that? They had to find a way to control the human being's time. The only way they can manipulate time is if they take all of yours. And the only way they can do that is to take things you love, or maybe, let me flip that, is to make you love material things so that you'll give up all your time to get that material. So people look at how much they make an hour. I look at how priceless an hour is. So you'll say, okay, my car note is 700. If I make this $20 an hour, I can pay this card note. That's not how I look at time. I'm not gonna tell you how to look at time, But the way I look at it is what could I have done with that entire hour that no dollar can pay for? And that's, you know, just the power of thought alone is worth more than a dollar. So if I spend my whole hour just reflecting on what the next level looks like, reflecting on how to get my family to the next level, Reflecting on how to better myself. That was worth more than any amount of money anybody could have paid me for that hour. Do you agree? But what happens when debt takes away that hour? I would go as far as to say that most of us are dead before we're dead because we're so in debt that we don't know how to live anymore. I got a drop and I love myself for that one. That was a bar. I love
0: myself. I love myself. I love, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself,
2: who's coming up, come on, I need who's not afraid to come up here, every every time we do a podcast, act like I'm scared to come up here, who's coming up, I want to hear your thoughts, I want to hear what you have to say, if debt didn't exist, what would you be doing, somebody jump in the chat, if you're in a live chat, jump in and tell me you're coming up, I want to hear it, you got to think how many people you're freeing, just, just with your way of life, just, your way of thinking can free somebody, just you speaking your truth can free somebody. This life in this world is about much more than just you. And I want you to remember that it's not just about you, All right? So I want you to come up here and tell me. somebody. If you don't tell me, I'm gonna call somebody out in the chat. Who's coming up? All right, I'm about to call somebody. I got two minutes, so I'm gonna call somebody out. Y'all ain't dropping. I love myself in the chat like y'all supposed to. Drop them in, drop them in, and for all our listeners listening in, y'all should be telling yourself you love yourself to yourself right now. Shout out to everybody who subscribed so far. Shout out to all the subscribers. Quandra, come up here, Quandra. You came in just in time. So everybody acting like they're so scared to come in. Hold on, y'all. Hold on, we're going to pull somebody up. We're going to pull somebody up. Y'all can't come in here. I love myself podcast acting afraid. But I want you to really think about a world like that because that world exists. It's you know, things in your life only exist if you let them exist. Now that that was a very immature statement because a lot of people are gonna take that and run with that. That means I don't have to pay my card, no. Never said that. But I said whatever you allow to control you will control you. Quadra, come up here. I just sent you, I just put the um link down for you to call in. Come on in. Who's in here and ain't scared? Y'all acting scared, man. I want to hear some opinions. I want to hear people's views. So let's see. Thank you, Keisha Harley. I love myself. Elijah, I'm about to, I'm going to send it to you, bro. How y'all liking how y'all liking this episode so far?
0: So hold on. One second, y'all.
2: We're gonna have some people come up and get their pen. I'm excited about it. I think it's important for us to just have the conversations. But where did I leave off? I said that I believe that we've let, um, you know, I was on a podcast one time, a good friend of mine's podcast, well, we ended up becoming good friends after I was on this podcast. And he said, um, he said, when you started this uh, thing, well, this back when I was like touring, I was on tour with the Bureau boys at the time, Uh, we were in Chicago. He came out, he came up to my room, we did the podcast at 1 a.m. He said, when you started this thing, um, were you just trying to get people out of debt? And I sat there and I thought about it. I said, no, I wasn't trying to get people out of debt. I was trying to get debt out of people. And until this day, every time he sees me, he brings up that quote. But when I posed that question, that was part of the reason why I posed that question in the group, is if it didn't exist in you, what in the world, you know, all of our lives are centered around debt. I haven't met, I haven't met one person unless I was out of the country, like maybe I was in Saudi somewhere. Those are the only places that I could go where I would meet people and their lives were not predicated on debt. But almost everywhere you go in America, this is all people live on, debt. It's like, and the measure of success has become who can accumulate the most debt. That's how we measure success now, not who's happy, not who's free, and then you know freedom can be subjective. Um, not who gets to spend the most time with their family, not who truly and genuinely loves himself. We literally just measure people for success by who has the most debt. So when that becomes the medium for measuring success. Most people can't see themselves without debt. So even when I ask the question, what would you do if debt didn't exist? Most people cannot answer that. Because they can't see their life without it. Like they just can't see it. And that's not a knock. I'm just saying like, when you envision a world without it, what does that look like? Let's go, as you come in, drop the I love myself in the chat. If you're riding around in your car listening, Drop the I Love Myself to yourself while you're in there. Now let's go put your opinions in the chat. I want to hear it. People on YouTube, drop your opinions. People on Facebook, drop your opinions. And if you're in your car, drop your opinions to yourself. I think I'll still be able to hear them. So we got a few people about to come up, y'all. Thank you everybody for listening in. This episode of the I Love Myself Podcast is brought to you by Compassion First LLC. If you have a child with a physical disability or or special needs and you need help in your home at no cost to you, call 470-474-3347. Again, 470-474-3347. If you're in the state of Georgia and you have a child with special needs or disabilities and you need help in the home at professional help in the home at no cost to you. Call 470-474-3347. Are y'all scared to come up here? Y'all just want to hit listen to me talk the whole time, huh? I want to hear your opinion. Come up. Marnay. Alright, now I'm at the uh, I gotta call people out again. Come up here, Marnay. Because Marnay was actually the first person to comment. Everybody, like they so afraid. Check now, Marnie. Come up here. All of our viewers are going to see and hear you. Come up, Marnie. I need everybody in here to drop the I love myself in the chat. Everybody in here, drop them, drop them. I love myself. I love myself. I love
1: myself. I
0: love myself. I love
1: myself.
0: I love myself.
2: What's up with y'all, man? Uh, Do I have a bunch of scary guests today? Is that what's going on? So hold on, y'all. Let me make sure because we got a few people standing. One second. Alright, so you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to read some of these answers off. So when I asked a question, one person said, "Woo, I'd be on an island selling beets." Another sister said, "I'd be growing food and herb and traveling." One guy says, "I travel. I'd be flying with my sons, making memories, showing them how life is supposed to be lived." Paul's right there, so that's another proof that when you're in debt, you can admit that you're not living life the way you're supposed to be lived. Now you know a lot of people like to listen to people like Dave Ramsey and stuff, and I'm and and uh, my, my, my uh much props to him. But the the reality is people like Dave Ramsey and Rich Dad Poor Dad don't come from our circumstances. They don't come from our communities. They don't understand us completely. So the answers they give, it's really hard for them. You know, if I've never been shot, it's kind of hard for me to tell a gunshot wound victim how to heal that gun wound if I'm not a doctor or I've never um, been shot before. I can't tell you how to rehab something I've never dealt with. So, you know, I respect those guys for what they've done, but when they're talking, they ain't talking to us because they don't know us, right? They don't know about, you know, they don't know our grandparents, right? They don't know about coming from single family households, single parent households. They don't even know nothing about food stamps. So it's very hard for them to speak to us. So, you know, the way they look at that and the way we look at it is two different things. And it always will be that way because again, they don't come from our circumstances. So I don't look for, at people who've never been through what I've been through to try to tell me how to get out of whatever I'm in. I love myself. I
0: love myself. I love myself. I love
1: myself.
0: Z,
3: brother Umar. <laughs>
2: Hey sis, how you doing? You look amazing, how are you?
3: Yes, thank you, I'm great. How are you?
2: I'm uh, well, say hi to all the viewers. Say hi to everybody on Viewers,
3: family. hi family. All right,
2: so the love. question was, the question was, if that didn't exist, what would you be doing?
3: I only can speak from how I'm feeling right now and the mental capacity I'm in now. If I'm, I will be on the beach. With my entire family, when I say family, I mean my mom, my brothers, we never went out of town together. We would be on the beach right now, just relaxing with everything We've been on the beach right now.
2: <laughs> so you would say debt is what's held your family back from living a full life?
3: I would say that. And the only reason I would say that because we was misinformed. This information that we had is now we didn't have that then. So now we are fighting to get out of debt. We're
2: getting out of it. And so, you know what, you know, interesting is, is the energy that it takes to fight, right? By the time you're done fighting, you don't even have the energy, to, the energy of the will to want to be free anymore. You're going to put all your energy into fighting. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So, I'll give you an example. um When slavery ended, the slaves had an option. You can stay here. They, you know, they called them sharecroppers. You can stay here and you'll pay us a percentage. You can leave and rebuild everything from scratch a lot of us chose to stay there for the simple fact that yo like you know how much energy it took for us to build y'all plantation now you want us to go build a whole nother one from scratch right so when i hear you speak you say um you would be vacationing with your family have you ever been able to vacation with your family yeah like my small family like my
3: kid and, and you know my significant other but I'm saying, like, my mother, my brothers, it's like, we never been on a big vacation. And, like, that's my plan, to take them out of town. And I'm...
2: But hold on, sis. You know what you forgot? You forgot to give us three reasons why you love yourself when you came on.
3: I'm sorry. Let me let me tell y'all, because I love myself. Especially since I've been on Beer Buddies. They made me look in the mirror. <laughs> yeah, can, can, can you take her in there? Take her in the kitchen in the uh, living room for a second. Or take her upstairs for a second. reasons why I love myself. One, because I have one, I'm gonna fix what I was like because even through the debt and the bullshit that we going through, I'm still standing. So I'm still standing. Two, I'm unique. Three, I'm the only one with my, I'm unique. <laughs>
2: it's only one of me. <laughs> so look, sis, thank you for coming up. I'm about to bring somebody else up, okay?
3: Okay, thank you.
2: I appreciate have you, you and we today. love you. You too, sis. Love all. All right so we're gonna drop it i love myself then we're gonna bring my brother
0: elijah up. I, love myself. I, love myself. I love myself i love myself i love myself i love myself yo bro
2: what's good
4: what's good man
2: how you doing right, bro i'm good bro drop your three reasons why you love yourself bro then get into the question my brother
4: um what number one I'm a one of a kind. There's only one me. There's no duplicate. There's no replicate. I mean, I have a son, but there's just only one Elijah. Um, two, um, I am a leader. Mm. And number three, um, I'm willing to do anything um, to keep my peace. Mm.
2: So the question was, bro, what would you be doing if debt didn't exist? The floor is yours, my brother.
4: If debt didn't exist, um, I would go after the guarantee. I would check out what's guaranteed because if everybody knows debt, there's no, you know, debt doesn't exist. That means everybody's gonna be going after the same thing. Hmm. And so I wanna go after the things that are a guarantee, something Hmm. that I can say that I can have to myself without me having to deal with um any type of competition because if there's anything that's free that means that somebody's going to try to get more of what is free Mm. you know so that can cause a lot of uh battles a lot of fighting a lot of killing and all that type of stuff because
1: Mm.
4: although they have something that's free and i have something that's free because i was able to take care of my stuff better than you you're going to want to take my stuff so i'm going to offer something that's going to be guaranteed something that can't nobody take from me um Mm. I'll start there first and then work myself up and try to figure out what can I not necessarily monetize, but what can I reproduce,
1: Mm.
4: you know, ways, ways of ways of um, helping other people, you know, get better, you know, find a better way of dealing with this, uh, find a better way of dealing with that, basically flipping stuff for everybody to succeed at one time, because that's really what it's all about life is about competition um well the world is about competition Mm. and who has to you know which which tier that you're in um but the hardest thing for people to understand is that we're still all in the same tier Mm. we just have a different way of of regulating everything Mm. um just as quick as i say this to my wife all the time um well not all the time but whenever we talk about it there's a difference between wealth and rich. Mm. You can be rich. You can win a million dollars, right? You can win a hundred million dollars right now. A million dollars is like $500 now, but you can win a million $300 million right now. And you spend all that $300 million within five minutes. And now you consider broke.
1: Mm. But
4: if you have $300 million and 10 years later, you have $350 million, you're wealthy. You're able to not only sustain what you already have but you're able to show other people that this is something that is substantial It's something that i can control and a lot of people have an issue with controlling things especially when it's free because now you're taking it for granted it's free of no debt oh that means i can if i don't want this anymore, more i can ditch it if if you don't have to pay anything for it we don't care too much for it right you mm-hmm. know what i mean if I give you a $1,000 for free, like all the time, you're like, I ain't got to worry about it. I know that I'm going to get this $1,000 no matter what, what situation I'm in. But Lord. if I say, hey, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this in order to get this $1,000, then it means something to you because you put in some effort and you've put in time to get it. So that's why I said it would have to be something that is a guarantee for me that can't nobody take from me, regardless of mm. whatever, whatever situation I'm in. Because if you say there's mm. free debt, that means anybody can go out there and get a mansion. Anybody can go out there and get this, but you can't get land. Like, mm. that, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a there's a certain way that you have to handle that. I have this land, this is my land, this is this. I have these documents, I have this and that, you know, that says this is mine. You can fight over a mansion all you want to. If I, if I can get this little three-bedroom, four or five-bedroom house on 300 acres, acres of land, I'm taking it. Right. And, and to the to the visual to the eye people are going to say oh this guy's basic but to those who really know it's like this really this guy really got something that he can actually work with so right. that's how i see it. I love
2: it bro i love it y'all get in the chat tell me what you think about my brother elijah's opinion all right bro we're gonna bring another person up appreciate you bro love you crystal <laughs> mama i love you who's uh, who's coming
0: up next who's coming up next I always love Elijah I love myself I love myself I love myself I love myself who's
2: coming up next while you driving in your car while you sitting at home watching or listening I want you to hey, let's, let's open the floor for the conversation you know some people say if money was no object what would you be doing I didn't want to go that hard I just want to know if you still had the money but the debt didn't exist what would you be doing I think Elijah had a really strong opinion. I love my sister Z's opinion. I just like talking to my sister Z. I love talking to my brother Elijah too. And me and Z talk a lot in the DMs and I really enjoy speaking with her. She has like a real mission of freeing her entire family now and I know what's gonna happen. Uh, she, they call her, she don't know her nickname. A lot of people call her the receipt queen now because everything she does, she comes with receipts. So much respect to her. But who's coming up next? I wanna hear your opinion. We'll probably go for another five, 10 minutes and then we'll jump up. But I wanna hear some opinions. Who's next? Y'all acting scared tonight, man. She said, I love it, Brother Elijah. Yeah, I think Brother Elijah had a really strong opinion. It was, it was different. I mean, his opinion's are always different, to be honest. But, you know, that was a strong one. Um, but I want to hear somebody else's come up. Preferably, um, no, nah, you know, I don't even want to make a preference. Just come on up. Who's coming? Hey, you don't come up, I'm going to call you out. We got people sitting at home, listening in their car, like, yeah, I better hurry up and speak, cause I'm driving home, and I want to hear you talking. Shout out to all the subscribers. If you have not subscribed, subscribe to us on uh, Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, um, and on YouTube. Let's get the, I love myself, in the chat. His wife, Crystal said, it's always different. Yes, yeah, it's definitely different. That's why I always love when these volunteers to come up because we get to get a different uh, point of view on whatever we're talking about. I wanna know, what would you be doing if debt didn't exist? Come on up. name you can't ask me from down there. Come up here and I'll answer your question. Marnay talking about what would you do if there was no debt, Umar? Well, okay, I'll answer, but Marnay gotta come up after I answer. Um, number one, y'all would have no idea who I am. That's why, again, I said in the beginning, I really hated what I had to do because it was like, it was it was built on such a, uh, I felt like my, what I had to do was built on such an ugly, uh, ugly system, a real deceptive system. And so it's very hard to stay honest when something you're doing is uh, built on deceit. You know what I mean? It's like trying to build a a religious center on top of a crack house. That's what I always felt like I was doing. And I really battled deep in myself every single night. You know, I think I'm just getting to the point where I can really, like, um, where I can really, I think I've over the past year, you know, because I would get up late at night and pray. People around me would tell you, you know, because I was, I was battling. Like, I, I, it just doesn't feel good to be the bureau bully, just because of the system that is built. It doesn't feel good at all. Um, but Allah won't let me walk away. But to answer the question, what would I be doing? Um, I'd be on the farm with my sheep. Um, I'd be on the farm with my sheep. I'd have over four hundred sheep. I'd be, I'd be running purebred sheep. I wouldn't have any mixings. Like, I'd probably run straight South African Dorfers. Um, I'd have a garden. I'm not a heavy gardener. I'm more of a, she- I'm more of a shepherd. I'd have a heavy garden. And I have a two. I mean, I have such a small house. Y'all like, what is wrong with this guy? I have a bunch of land. I'm not a big house kind of person because I don't like maintaining a bunch of space. To be honest with y'all, what I'm getting ready to do, you know, um, what I realized, and another thing this question came from, what I realized in life is like we become a slave to material. And so what I wanna do now, what I'm gonna do now is I'm not even gonna live anywhere. You know, this is something I've been wanting to do for a long time and Allah finally opened up the opportunity for me. Um, I'm not gonna live anywhere. I've been deciding how I was gonna do that or you gonna drive everywhere and sleep in your car. I didn't wanna do that. So what I figured out I'm gonna do is I'm gonna move from Airbnb to Airbnb and just just, um, meet and love on people because you know, I own houses. And I have tenants in them. I'm trying to get a tenant in the one I have now, but I don't want to Actually, I don't want a house to own me. And I realize every time I live somewhere, you know, you become a slave to this thing. It's like, I have to keep, I have to keep coming. Like that's slavery to me. I have, to, I'm forced to come home. Like people, I don't want to leave home. I love being home, but the idea of my home owning me is just too much for me. And all my houses are all free and clear, but still it's just like, there's like this, there's like this, uh, there's this weight I can't explain for a person like me that I don't like. So I'm not gonna tie myself into anything anymore, but to but I got off topic. But um if debt did not exist, you wouldn't know me. I'd be a shepherd on a farm with no name. And um I, I like I can just see it, like you know, just just sitting on my farm, waking up at four or five a.m. every morning sitting with my sheep. Uh will I ever have the opportunity to do that again? I don't know. I don't know, because the, the work that I do and the work that I keep being pushed into re- requires me to be around. <laughs> but if that didn't exist, that's what, I would, that's what I would be doing. So who's coming up next? you all not about to get me all sentimental up here. Who's next? Marnay claims the link ain't working, but I don't believe that. I think Marnay is scared to come up here because she was scared to get on camera at Do For Self Weekend. But I think this is a conversation that should be had in every household because whatever that answer is, is what you should be doing. I'm a very, very simple person. Like everything with me is just keep it simple. I don't like to add all the extravagance of all the extra stuff. Like I'm, you know, I get joking, but I'm super, super. I wear the same pair of jeans for two years straight. I've done that. I just like simple. Who ain't scared of me? Come on up. We're going to have one more person come up, then we're going to have to get off. Who's coming up? I will go back to school and finish my bachelor's. It's it's really crazy, right? It's it's like um, human beings can't even be human beings anymore just because of this entire system and just the, the, the mental and spiritual condition they got us in. And it's almost like we don't have a fighting chance because it's like you're raised. You're raised like, you know, there's a there's a quote. One of my favorite men of all time, all want to write his name down. He, he's he's a, he's a cousin, but he was raised like a son to our prophet. Peace and blessings be upon him. His name is Ali, Satan Ali. He said, don't raise your children the raise the way that you were raised because they will be living in a different time. So you'll find that a lot of our parents raised us the way they were raised, whether they had a fear-based narrative or entrepreneurship. So now when you step into entrepreneurship, you're stepping into it with fear. So now if your parents raised you to fear entrepreneurship, when COVID hit, you were in a bad space because all you knew how to do was work with somebody else. You see why you shouldn't raise your children the way you were raised? You know, human beings aren't supposed to just be habitual creatures where it's just like waking up with no thought about what you're doing. You're just moving. No real reasoning behind it. Our prophet was so intentional, peace and blessing be upon him, that when he put his shoes on, he put his right foot on first and put his left foot on second. When he took his shoes off, he take his left foot off first and his right foot out second. It's intention. A human being is supposed to move with intention. Every action, there's intention behind it. You're never moving for no reason. So when you're raising your children in this system and you're raising them the way you were raised, you're moving unintentional. You just create another slave. You gotta question something like, yo, let me look at the climate of the world right now. Will this system exist in 10 years? If you ask me, I say no, so I wouldn't raise my son. I'm not gonna raise my son in consumer law because I know I'm not, we're not gonna be fighting this in 10 years, right? I'm not gonna raise my son to get a job because I know jobs aren't gonna exist in 10 years, not in the way we see them. I'm not gonna raise my son to wear a mask because I, I don't see COVID existing in 10 years. You see, do y'all catch what I'm saying? So, you have to, a human being has to be intentional and they have to have a, you know, they have to think. Let me look at the climate. Okay, 10 years ago, we were doing this. For instance, if you raise your child to use a flip phone and we have phones where you can text message somebody from here to China in a half a second, they're going to have a hard time adapting to the real world. Does that make sense? Let's drop it. I love myself for that.
0: I love, myself. I love, myself.
1: I love myself i love myself i love myself i love myself
2: so when you look at you know i think that a big way that human beings you know i think it's quite obvious that um environment shapes is a huge part of shaping environment shapes who we are and then within those environments we have conditions and then under those conditions we have laws right So now, you know, the first thing you have to look at when you come into this world or when you become into, because I don't believe you're living until you start living with intent. I quit a job one time because I couldn't explain to myself why I was going to this job every day. To just say I'm going here to pay bills wasn't enough for me. What is your reason? And another reason I quit it was because when my son was born, he told me I couldn't leave. I'd rather be homeless and be able to control my son's condition than... And being able to control my own destiny than to be working for somebody and um they can control every bit of who i am but you got to look so i couldn't explain why i was going to the job i couldn't i tell us. i couldn't tell you why i was going to that job other than my mom was happy that i didn't have a degree and that job was willing to pay me thirty dollars an hour you don't believe me you can go work in norfolk southern right now they start you out at thirty dollars an hour training is three weeks you make nine dollars and fifty cents an hour at least that was back then but after you get the job it's 30 dollars an hour with no degree at that time i knew nurses who weren't making that amount of money my mother not me my mother was happy about that job i wasn't i didn't give a damn. you pay me ten dollars an hour if i'm not happy i don't want to be there now did we struggle like hell after that yes but that struggle was worth every bit of it to me because i was compensated more in my struggle than i ever would have been at that job and i'll explain if I hadn't a struggle, I don't think I'd have the level of empathy that I have today for human beings. Oh, look at that. See, I know I'm not lying. She said, it's true. I used to work for BNSF Railroad. It's true. See, I know I didn't make that up. Well, my clock used to work in Norfolk Southern with no degree, barely had a high school diploma. I had to get it online to make my mother happy. I lived a lot of my, the first few years of my life trying to make my mother happy. Tell you my parents happy and my parents wanted good for me but when i reflect on it a lot of their good was predicated on the world that they lived in not the one i'm living in so now if you got me living for 10 years ago 10 years later i'm 10 years behind did y'all catch that i love myself so i think that when we take a good look at our children and we're still on topic because i said if debt doesn't exist i what i'm what i'm how this stays on topic is how will we raise our children if debt didn't exist and that's a heavy question because we create slaves saying we're trying to free ourselves. I love myself. I hope y'all
0: caught that. I love myself. 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 And I'll prove it.
2: the first few years of my son's life i couldn't afford anything i could barely afford to feed that kid so when businesses started to take off and i was able to get him things i went wild i started buying him all the things that i thought i was missing and my big sister caught on to it i'd never forget the conversation she said you could buy that kid spider-man sneakers and he'd accept it but she said, I want to ask you this. Are you trying to raise Mahi, which is my son, or are you trying to re-raise Umar? And I was heavily offended by that at first. I'm one of those people who can easily accept the truth. But when I think what I have is the truth, sometimes I get a little offended. I need a minute. I may need a or Just Give me a or to to reflect on it. And then I come back. If I'm wrong, I apologize. Then I thought about that. I was getting this kid everything that I thought I did not have. In no way, you know, I can remember the lights spin off as a kid. I can remember using the stove for heat. Typical story, right? The not give you no pity because you, you know, I'll give you pity. I'm saying the rest of the not give you no pity because you went through something. Every human being has been through something. Don't expect pity, just give empathy, right? But all I could see when I had my own son was what Umar didn't have. And so I'm giving him all the things I didn't have and not teaching him all the things I didn't know. So what am I preparing him for? I'm raising a material, loving slave who's gonna do nothing but give it, you know, if all we, if all our kids inherit is things and not knowledge and not wisdom, you're begging for another generation of slavery. I've never met a child, you know, unless their parents conditioned him for it, who went into a store and asked for Jordan. They just want a pair of sneakers. There's a quote, I believe it's either Frederick Douglass or Booker T. Washington, both of my heroes. They said, knowledge makes a man or a woman unfit to be a slave. Meaning if you're educated, nobody can own you. Well, now when you become a slave to things, you can be owned by anything. The psychology of a pimp they say why, why, watch she's kind of documentaries. I don't know y'all, but the psychology of a pimp. You give a woman you, and this is what a pimp said himself. But this psychology goes for all the human beings. You give a woman everything she thinks she's missing materially. You buy her everything, but you don't teach her anything, and then you deprive her. So I'm gonna break that scenario down. I meet a woman who just became homeless. She probably, she no more like she has daddy issues. And I love on her the way her father should have loved on her. Then I buy her all the things that she wants, shoes, so she looks good. And then when she's at the top, I pull everything from her. Yeah, I got you, now I got you. And a prime example of this, look what they're doing to our brother Kanye West right now. Look what they're doing to Kyrie Irving. They build you up to break you down so they can own you. So what we, and then we take that same psychology and give it to our kids. When I've looked at the Kanye West situation, we still stand on topic. What I saw was how many times have we canceled our own children? We build them up because it's what we're taught, build them up to break them down so that they can be on. And I'm gonna give you an example of it. Y'all ready for this? This one's gonna be really heavy. It's gonna hit you really hard. And I don't mean to hurt any feelings. You raise your children, which you're supposed to do. We feed them, we clothe them. Then at 18, if they don't do, what we tell them to do, we kick them out. You don't wanna go to college, get out. You don't want to get a job, get out. We build them up just to break them down so somebody else can own them. Our entire education system is predicated on debt. Our entire way, we don't even know how to be human without this stuff. We don't know how to live. You know what's so strange? We'll talk about food shortages, but nobody ever says I'm going to grow my own food because you don't know how to live without this system. That's why they're able to short you like that.
0: I love myself. I love myself. I love myself. I love
1: myself.
0: I love
1: myself.
0: Who
2: wants to come up here, y'all? Who's next? Who's coming up? Who's coming up? not about to have me preaching all night. I'd like to hear from y'all. Part of the reason why we started this podcast is I wanted to be able to hear from y'all. That was really, really important of me. Um uh, really really important. But I think that uh we have a, like a um we're in a really 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 strange time and we have to like you know we need goals you know what I mean We don't have any goals as a nation, as a people. Everybody has individual goals. Individual goals only get you, but so far, we need group goals. Which way are we headed in? If we don't have group goals as a nation, then we're not going anywhere. Everybody, you know, we in our community, right? I can go to prayer. You know, we do our our Muslims and we do our prayers on Friday. I can go to prayer. We have over 20 doctors in our community, not one hospital. Have over 10 lawyers, right? Have over 10 lawyers. Yeah, tell them, come on. Have over 10 lawyers. I only know one of them with their own practice, but we never thought to use all these people's expertise to come together and have our own political party. We don't have goals as a nation. It's just individual goals so we can come, you know, stunt on the next person. Yeah, you see, I got this, got that. The measure of a, of a people is, is their is there, is there goals as a nation. Which way are we headed? Hey, we're going to get a hospital this year? Cool. We're going to get everybody out of debt this year? Cool. Now we're going to put a million dollars towards this. I, we have the capacity to do it, but we have individual goals. And until we come together and say, yo, this is the direction we're headed in. And one of the rules is nobody's allowed to hate on the next person. We're all just headed in this direction to get this done we will be so much further. And so what I wanna start doing is ending these podcasts with a quote. And one of my favorite quotes of all time, I want you to write his name down. The funny thing is you can barely find this man on... uh, you can barely find this man on any. You can't find him on uh. Let's see. You can't find him on Google. Like you may find a few pictures. Let me see if I can pull a picture of my. I, I probably can pull up the one with him and the minister. Hold on, y'all. You barely can find this man on Google. He's not on YouTube. He lived to be over a hundred years old. Some say he was um. Hold on second. Some say he lived to be over 130. I don't know what's true or not, but I know the man lived to be a few hundred years old. But I want to give a quote. And I hope it resonates with all of you. I hope it means something to all of you. He said, either work, W-O-R-K, because there's honor in work. There's honor in a man struggling to feed his family. There's honor in a man struggling to feed himself. There's honor in that. That's like the highest form of worship. He said, either work or be patient in poverty, but don't beg for one penny. I'm gonna say that one more time because I don't think we realize how powerful that quote is. He says, either work or be patient in your poverty, but don't beg for one penny. And I'll give you a story. When I went to visit his son, you know he died in 2004, but I went to visit his son uh, this year back in April. And I went out to their farm, and you know, I I've been waiting for at least, I say I've been waiting for about twenty years, right? To ask somebody in his family this question. I've been waiting forever. Like I literally been waiting since I was seven years old because I've been using that quote all my life and living by it. But I say I've been waiting for twenty years to ask my in his family that question. And I went to the farm with his son and I asked him about the quote. I said, "Did your father say this?" First, I want to make sure he said yes. I said, what did he mean by that? And the thing about spiritual masters is most of their speaking isn't done through words. His son sat back in his chair and he sat there for a second. Then he sat up and he didn't even answer the question, y'all, he told me a story. And you know, I don't believe in coincidence. Everything happens for a reason. Everything doesn't happen to you for a reason. Everything happens for you for a reason. And I'm gonna tell y'all the story. I don't think I've ever told anybody else this story other than my one friend that was there. And I'm only telling this because I love all of you that are on here and all of you that are tuned in. His son said, my father grew up in a very poor area in Sudan. He said, and they didn't even have water. They didn't have a well. He said, but the people there were very mean and harsh. Nobody cared for each other. There was no empathy. He said, my father, being the man of a that he was, he recognizes, and he knew the only way to win people's heart is to give them what they love, or, or better yet, we'll go deeper, what they need. So these people were very unhappy, but they didn't have water. So he said, my father took a shovel and uh, you know i don't want to knock like a shovel i don't know what they were digging with back then because this was a long time ago when his father did this remember his father died it was over 100 something years old he said my father took a shovel and dug and he they see him digging every day nobody helped him this is him working while in poverty he digs the hole and Allah allows water to come and it's hell this day over 70, 80 years later, that same well still produces water for the people of that village. What happened to the people there? He said, everybody's hearts begin to soften and now those are some of the most kind people you ever meet on the planet. One man's work, one man's sacrifice with the right intention can change the world. Now, he didn't answer the question the way I expected him to answer, what I wanted him to say was, you you know, we think so small when we're around big men like that. You know what I wanted him to say was, I wanted him to give me some kind of Bill Gates-style secret to success behind that quote. But he gave me something bigger than that. He showed me the power of just of just acts of kindness, the power of caring for others more than you care for yourself. And then that quote went deeper and made more sense to me. I realized that you know it's not just about going and busting your ass at work every day. It's about giving yourself a purpose behind the work you're doing. A man lives forever when he has purpose. And I'll give you a prime example of that. In the early 60s, the US went to go study the Japanese. Now we know they do have special water in Japan, but that's not the reason they're living so long. They found out the reason the Japanese live so long is because everything they do, they have a purpose for it. And when they find out their child loves something, they cultivate that thing. Like they set, they create specific programs in the school. Like if a child's good at basketball, they don't have him studying calculus. He didn't go need that. You know, they cultivate that in him. So humankind, women and men need purpose. And when you have your purpose, you'll live forever. And so that's what I got from that story. I thank Allah for the greater Boone and Sheikh. Uh Put him in your notes, study him, thank me later. There's not, there's not much on him on the internet. You'd have, you'd have to know somebody, and know somebody that can tell you direct stories about this man. That was a really blessed trip for me because I was able to pray in his, his his personal room and that meant a lot to me. You got to think all waited 20 years for that one moment and I never will forget it. And I know I didn't get everything that's supposed to be transmitted to me. It, it seems to always come later when I need it. Like, you know, I'll be sitting in the a moment to hit me. Whoa, that's what they meant by this. That's what they meant by that. But I don't want to hold y'all too long. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to even be around y'all be able to serve y'all. Thank you all for tuning into the I Love Myself podcast if you're driving in a car right now you're listening on spotify apple music send it to a family member tell them to subscribe if you're on youtube subscribe on youtube send it to a family member the i love myself challenge is still going on we're giving away 500 by 11:11. whoever hugs the most people tag us on instagram at the i love myself podcast you know only a few people have done it so far which is surprising to me because you know if i was if i had hosted a torque competition i think i'd have more people sign up why is it so hard for us to show each other love right why is that so hard for us? My sister Crystal said this was good, fam. This podcast was good. So that means I'm doing something right if if, uh, if Crystal with the Pistol is tuning in. Uh, do I have to just be a video? Yeah, I want them on video, bro, so everybody can see them, so they all see us loving each other. Like I think it's, the visual piece is really important. But um, thank you all for tuning in. Everybody said they love the podcast. I'm grateful for that. Y'all dropping I love myself in the chat before we get off. You dropping I love myself out loud. If you're driving in the car, if you're watching with your family, a lot of people tell me they watch with their family. Dropping I love myself. I'm just grateful, man. A lot, uh, So many more great things coming soon. I, I didn't want to throw Pimp C out there, but I'm going to throw. Yeah, we call it Crystal Pimp C as well. But I love you all. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm going to drop another I love myself, and then we're jumping off this joint, y'all.
0: Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I love myself, I love myself, I love myself, I love myself, myself.